What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Dolphin in That Podcast. I'm Daniel Yafusi. That is David Neal. Thanks so much for tuning in. Quick reminder before we start, make sure to subscribe to the Miami Herald YouTube page. Like, share, comment, as well as subscribe to the Miami Herald. Herald. We are here. Football is back in earnest. NFL football specifically is back. Uh, your Miami Dolphins kick off the 2023 season this Sunday in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium. They're taking on the Los Angeles Chargers, a rematch of last Uh-oh. year's Sunday Uh-oh. night football flop, dud, whatever you want to call it. It was not what many expected last year, the highly anticipated two-adjusted Herbert matchup. Uh, yeah, a lot of bad things happening for the Dolphins. They kind of went on that late-season skid. But they get an opportunity to kind of avenge that loss early. Tyree Kill himself said, I'm glad the NFL put it first week of the season so we can get it out the way. There's a lot of talk about what the Chargers did to stop the Dolphins. Can they do it again? Mike McDaniel's talking about it. We're going to talk about that as well. As well as give our overall season long predictions for the Dolphins, for the NFL, uh, see how long or how far we've got Miami taking this season and who we think is going to take the Lombardi Trophy in the end. But we're going to start with, like I said, the week one season opener, Dolphins-Chargers. Um, a very interesting matchup with a lot of layers to it for several reasons. Now, as I said before, uh, the Dolphins losing to the Chargers late season Sunday night primetime stage um, with what a lot of people saw as this kind of unique defensive game plan. We knew the Dolphins were having a lot of success last season targeting the middle of the field. And by and large, the Chargers completely took that away. They were very physical. They clogged the middle of the field. And Tua had one of his worst games of the season, 10 of 28, I believe. Not a lot going for him outside of a 60-yard touchdown pass to Tyree Kill. Kind of a fluke. If you remember the fumble recovery where the ball kind of squirts out the pile and Tyree picks it up before you know it, he's running up the sideline for a touchdown. Outside of that, not much going for the Dolphins offense. So a lot of the questions, understandably, this week so far to Mike McDaniel, to Tyree Kill, to others is, you know, how unique was this game plan? Do you expect them to replicate it? Uh, Mike McDaniel kind of laughed and chuckled at, you know, this Brandon Staley game plan that a lot of people are touting. Tyree Kill said, yeah, it was a very good game plan. I would expect to see the same exact thing. However, we have some wrinkles. We have some wrinkles to this matchup. Ronaldo Hill, who was the defensive coordinator for the Chargers, He is now an assistant coach with the Dolphins. He worked with Brandon Staley to execute that game plan on last uh, last year. He's now on Miami sideline, so we have a little bit of uh, insider information, so to speak. Uh, You also have Vic Mangio, who is really the godfather of this defense and these this type of two high shell defenses that a lot of NFL defenses are using. Brandon Staley, in particular. So you have really the the architect of the defense, a defense that the Dolphins offense has been going up against for the last four or five months. Uh, You would think that they are in as best as a position as they've ever been to kind of counteract what they might see this Sunday. Mike McDaniel himself said, you know, week one, you see a lot of different stuff. You know, you have a lot of months and months of kind of trying new stuff out, and then you get to really put it on display. So you would think that the Dolphins are in a position to really, you know, avenge that loss in terms, especially on offense, in terms of being prepared for what the Chargers might do. What do you think about this matchup? How much 
does last year's game really factor into this matchup? Um, I don't think year to year. Uh, I don't think you get the same. I don't unless you had the exact same personnel, uh, and the exact same coaching staffs. Uh, well, or close to the exact same coaching staffs and personnel because you never have exactly, exactly one hundred percent the same. It's hard for a re. It's hard for a repeat. Um, certain overall patterns happen, but it's it's very hard for a repeat. And you know, the Chargers have to figure. Okay, they're not idiots over there. You know, we're you know, okay. Let's say we come out and do X again. Well, now this time maybe they're going to try Y. So we have to we have to work on you know them doing what happens if they do Y, and maybe that leads to you know the Chargers not being as sharp as what they did before because you've got you know they're also preparing for the Dolphins countering them and the Dolphins are, are sitting over there figuring okay you know they're not going to be so stupid as to just come out with the exact same thing again no matter what they they said oh yeah if it ain't broke don't fix it right but they're you know, they're not going to be so stupid as to not be prepared if it breaks. So, you know, they're going to be ready for waiting with adjustments. And then, you know, it's so I think both staff, both staffs are kind of looking at last year's game, making adjustments, figuring out, trying to, you know, play the, play the chess game during the week. Um, And I think a lot of it, a lot of this is going to come down to if, if when the Dolphins have the ball, what we see early. Um, I think if the Dolphins get off to a better start, you know, there's I think there's a confidence factor that they have in, against most teams that might be a tad fragile against San Diego uh, because of what happened, and. But I think if the Dolphins get off to a decent start, then it's like, okay, fine. That was that was last year. And athletes do tend to have short memories unless the same thing starts to happen again, in which case they suddenly, you know, they get that, you know, Sheldon Cooper memory where they remember everything. And then the snowball can go the other way. Um, I think the really interesting question is, how's the Dolphins defense going to look against San Diego's offense? Los Angeles, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. Was, no, I no, think, but that's a good point. I'm like Armando; point. it'll always, always be San Diego to me. Um, but <laughs> no, that the the Chargers off that that matchup is as interesting, I think, as the you know as the Dolphins' offense. It is a new offense. I mean, well, kind of. You know, they have Kellen Moore um, in there mm-hmm. now. So coming over from Dallas, um, they haven't they didn't really play a lot of their starters and top players in the preseason. So there is that a little bit of that element of surprise, like you don't know what to expect. Christian Wilkins even said, you know, we kind of got to watch some old Dallas film and just kind of see tendencies and what they might do. And and also, but while you know, if you're going to do that, if you're while while the Dolphins are doing that, the Chargers also have to if they you know they're kind of getting kind of getting in groove with this new with you know their relatively new offense. And, you know, while the Dolphins are, you know, getting in group with their new defense, boy, 
if I look at these two, these two rosters and these two coaches and these two and these schemes and everything and say, okay, who am I more, what unit am I more confident in going into their first real game with a new scheme and under a new coordinator? Uh, it's definitely going to be the Dolphins. I'm definitely going to be thinking, hey, they're going to have the edge there. And um, so I think that might also give the Dolphins offense a little bit of leeway, a little bit of time to get their stuff together if things don't start off, if things start start off the way they kind of went the whole game uh, last year. And so I, I think that might, that matchup and that, you know, how what the Dolphins defense can do as far as turnovers, as far as field position, I think that might go a long way toward, you know, determining this game more so than the, you know, the yeah. sexy, you know, can they stop, you know, how many, can they hold the Dolphins to one or two 50-yard completions? Yeah, a couple of other things stick out to me. Excuse me, I speak, uh, really sticking to the offense. This is the first time that we're going to get to see um, whether the comments about running the ball more and the commitment to the running to, to running is legitimate because um, there were some opportunities in the Chargers game to run the ball. I mean, and I think that they tried to run the ball, but they just didn't have the success. Um, so it's a matter of are you going to stay committed to it, and when you do get those opportunities, are you going to capitalize off them? Uh, one thing in terms of – I guess one thing in terms of availability this game – compared to last year for the Chargers, they didn't have, I believe, three, two or three standout defensive players that I think are definitely going to play. Cornerback J.C. Jackson uh, and Joey Bosa. I, I guess those two for sure. Those two guys were not were not available. They were injured on last week's game. So this was a lot of, like, the backups, the second stringers for of what was really – regarded as a not good Chargers defense stepping up and playing one of the best games of the year against the Dolphins. So now you add two of those guys, you have a healthy, healthy career Mac. That's going to be a lot for the Dolphins to to handle. On the Dolphins offensive line, they're still, I mean, we're recording this on Tuesday afternoon. Uh, the Dolphins held practice on Monday to run offs. They did not practice uh, as he's been returning or rehabbing the leg injury he had in uh, Texas and Houston. Uh, he wasn't expected to practice Monday. We don't know if he's going to practice Wednesday or this week. If he doesn't play, we've already been down that road. How significant it is when he's not in the lineup. If he doesn't play, Kendall Lamb would most likely be the starting left tackle. And while he's, I think, serviceable, he's not to run up then. So if he doesn't play, I think that changes a lot. I mean, we said that a lot last year, but it's holding true for the first game of the season. If he doesn't play, and then you got to block Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack for 30, 40 dropbacks. That changes a lot. And it changes a lot in the one game. Um, so that's something to monitor. It's going to be very interesting to see whether he can play in that first game of the season. Because the day before he was hurt in Houston, he said, I'm not ready yet. I still need to get some practice reps. And since that injury, he has not practiced. I know he's a veteran who the Dolphins trust to, you know, they trust putting him in the game without practicing during the week. But it's been about three or so weeks, maybe close to a month um, now, or I'll say probably like two, three weeks since he's last hit the practice field. If he's not able to hit the field, um, I think that's very significant. 
And that changes a lot for the Dolphins. We know how important he is to that entire offensive line. Uh, even if you have Isaiah Wynn or Liam Eichenberg starting the left guard, if Tuan uh, Armstead isn't in there, that's a significant loss in game one. That's a major problem. <laughs> I mean, you got Mack and Bosa are major problems anyway. So the thought that, you know, that you're going to have to play them without, you know, your offensive lineman who is most able to, you know, if not neutralize them, at least, you know, put a damper on, you know, the the fires they can cause and the, and the problems they can cause. That's, that's pretty tough. And honestly, if it, if Toronto Armstead isn't playing, I, if I'm the Dolphins, I, if I'm the Dolphins, I would, as soon as I could early in that game, run a few tr- traps and screens of that side, whatever you got in the playbook that looks like that. They ran, we saw them run a lot of screens in the preseason. I'm very interested. I asked Mac McDaniel about that. He said it may or may not show up in the regular season. I think, regardless of whether he's in there, you know, you get Tyreek running one way, you do a fake. Go running back screen, not to like you do a lot. Of, you just try to keep them on their heels because again, they were really the Chargers were like out of all the game plans we saw. I mean, it was very clear and it was very executed very well. It was jamming guys, stay stay hip hip to hip on them, crowd the middle of the field, and we didn't see a lot of teams play like significant levels of man coverage because there's not really a lot of DBs who can keep up with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, but they were able to do it. Partly because they had great coverage, and partly because they were able to, uh, you know, disrupt to and get to them uh, in the in the back in the backfield. Um, I'm very interested interested to see um, the counters that Mike McDaniel has for that because he said it himself. It's not like they revolutionized or reinvented defense. They just played very very well, and they had a couple. He said they had a couple 50-50 balls that just didn't go their way. Uh, but he, he said it himself. He said it to himself. He said week one, you tend to see, you know. It's it's so new, it's so fresh, and sometimes you don't even want to count, you don't want to factor in what happened six months ago, even though a lot of the players and the key players are the same. Yeah, and I th- you know the it, the scheme was good. The, you know, as you said, they didn't reinvent anything. They played a good scheme, uh, but you know, well, uh, the former Indiana coach Bill Mallory used to like to say they expressed it well. Um, and could you, if they played that game 10 times, would they express that scheme as well another nine times? Uh, you know, they didn't want that. But, yeah, I yeah, I think the Dolphins have, I think that this, this that was a game that also that Mike McDaniel can learn from. It was one of the very few times during last season where you could say he got out coached. Yeah, and, didn't say that a lot. And I think there, I think it's one of those. It's it's getting he got out coached conceptually, not yeah. not just you know I like it in the play in or you know wait a minute it's, it's like X's it's and O's. Was, I was better than you, right? And that happens. Uh, but you know, obviously, it happens. You learn from it. Let's see. Um. But the question is now, because we this is this is regular season mode. We, we're giving predictions now. Will that will those adjustments, will those changes lead to a dolphin season opening? When I'll go first. 
Um, you you go you go first because I remember how bad we we picked this game last year. We I don't even remember what did I pick? What did I say? Did I pick a we Dolphins? Both had the Dolphins winning this one solid. We oh we yeah, winning bit. We yeah. we look like five fools, not just two. I mean, what can I say? If I knew everything, I'd be in Vegas. I wouldn't be recording the Dolphins in that podcast right now. But no, you know, you be recording the podcast, then going to Vegas. <laughs> but it's a new it's a new season. We're zero and zero for now. Uh, if you are a Miami Herald subscriber, you've already read my predictions for week one. I've got the goal. I can't I won't say what I have the Dolphins finishing over the season. That's for the second half. Um, I do think that the Dolphins will be better prepared for the uh Chargers defensive scheme. Um, but the potential absence of Toronto Armstead really does kind of concern me. I think that the return of some key Chargers players who weren't here for the there for the last matchup jc jackson joey bosa that's a little bit concerning because on paper there should be a more talented defense than some of the guys that were out there last time um i honestly think that this could be a more of a low scoring game because especially because it's week one you're still working out the kinks of the offense on both sides i mean we saw Tua in the preseason with the offense both for a couple uh drives uh we didn't see the chargers starting offense out there really much at all um and again, just the defensive minds on both sides. I think we can see a low-scoring game. I am taking the Chargers because I think it's week one. Uh, I think, you know, the return of some of those impact guys on defense will make a difference. Um, and I think that, you know, like the Chargers don't have like a great home field advantage, but it is it is tough. It is tougher. We, we saw the Dolphins have some issues on uh, – on the road, getting the plays in, um, just overall continuity offense on the road. They got to show me first, you know, very bullish on this team. I've said that for the past couple of months, but I think week one, it's a little tough, especially, I mean, we didn't even talk about Justin Herbert a lot, but that's still Justin Herbert. You know, they still got, you know, Keenan, uh, Keenan Allen, Michael Williams, they just drafted another wide receiver, Quentin Johnston from uh, TCU, Austin Eckler. Um, they have a pretty solid offensive line. I, I think that it's, it'll be one of those back and forth type, type of games, but I think the Chargers will probably uh, get the edge in this one, 27 to 24. I think it's interesting. You said it was going to be a low scoring game. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like, that's like a medium. It's like, yeah, in the, 19, and, and, in the 1990s, 27 and, and, 24. Right, like, right, right, right. This is like, yeah, it's like an average score. Yeah, when I was a kid, that was a shootout. We were like, woo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I'm actually going to I'm going to go with a with a low score that'll probably beat the under, um, and I'm going to take the Dolphins in this one because I don't I mean, don't I, I I don't like the matchup really for either defense for either offense, um, so, but I'm gonna kind of feel a little bit better about. The Dolphins' ability to create create some turnovers. Um, they were second to last last year. So yeah, you know, it, 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 turnovers are <laughs> turnovers are a funky thing. They 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 are they are a capricious mistress. You know you can you can't rely on them. They they're the side chick. You know they you know they are completely unreliable. Um, some years you play great defense, you get a lot of turnovers. Some years you can play great defense, and somehow you don't really get don't seem to get a lot of turnovers relative to how well you're playing. Um, so I'm going to go with the Dolphins 20 to 17. Um, 
So uh, yeah, I think the over under is like fifty one. So yeah, you be going way, way, way below. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not. You know, of course, yeah. That could, that could all get ruined by a couple of, uh, you know, scooping scores and a pick six, and you know, somebody returns a kickoff or punt, punt for a touchdown, and uh, you know, the the over betters are happy. But I'm, I'm thinking we're gonna get that kind of that kind of game and you know i think you know there'd be one big player one big play and one drive probably per side and there's going to be some there's going to be some turnovers on each each from each defense so so we're, we're starting the season not on one accord we're going opposite directions no. of our predictions i think i do think it's a very i'll say i think it's a winnable game for the dolphins the dolphins come yeah. out and they they were talking next tuesday and we're saying oh Dolphins are 1-0. They took care of business. They kind of exercised some demons in Los Angeles. I would not be surprised. Um, I just think that <sighs> Herbert's good. Like, that guy's that guy's good. Yeah. Oh, yes. I think that the Dolphins' defense is going to be up to the task. I think they're going to be a very good unit. Um, I just – I don't know. They, they, the the Chargers are a team that has a lot of top-end talent, too. They're, they're kind of not just like the Dolphins, but – you know, they've made the big moves for JC Jackson and for Khalil Mack. And you know, then now they have a, a, a the, one of the best young quarterbacks leading them. Um they're not they're not devoid of talent. You know, they can they can win one-on-one matchups outside of scheme, you know, whether it's what they seem to be always is devoid of any kind of good fortune. Oh well, they had good fortune last year when they played the Dolphins, I'll tell you that. I mean, no, but I mean they how many there have been a lot of years when you look at the when you look at the Chargers, and you just think, man, that's a really talented team. That should be a 9, 10, 11 win team. And something happens. Even when they have those really great seasons, they get in the playoffs. Somebody, you know, somebody gets injured. It, it just, it, it, they just, it never seems to really work out for them. And this isn't just, I mean, with the exception of like, you know, 1994, a million years ago. But this is pretty much their history for like the last 60 years. It's it's never quite seemed to work out for them, even when they have it all together. And they just it's it's hard for it's hard for me to rely on them. It's, well, it's I'm not I'm not saying they rely on the best of your program. I'm not that's saying about the season. I'm just saying one game. I'm not well, I'm not but, picking them to be better than the Chiefs. No, the but that's, or, yeah, I'm not picking but, them one game week one of the season. You know, I, I just think. I, I think they always mess up your program. They always they always win when you don't expect them to. They always win, beat teams they sh- they should they shouldn't, and win when they shouldn't. And it, it just uh, eh. and you know, great uniforms. Love the uniforms. Powder blue, uh, smooth, very smooth. Oh, love love the powder blues. Love the powder we're just, blues. But just not week one. You're going with the Dolphins. All right, I got Chargers. Yeah, I, no, I got Chargers. You got Dolphins. Uh, we'll see what happens on Sunday. Uh, but on two sides of the coin this week. All right. Uh, we're going to take a short break, but when we come back on this side of things, we're going to give our full season long predictions for the Dolphins. They won a nine and eight last year. They made some big moves. Are they ready to take that next step? We're going to give our big overall NFL prediction to see who we got taking home the Lombardi trophy this season. So be back. Uh, we'll be back soon after a short break. Stay locked with us. What's going on, everybody? Still here on the Dolphins of that podcast with David Neal talking all things Dolphins. Now, in the first half, we previewed the Dolphins' season opener on the road against the Los Angeles Chargers. David is taking the Dolphins. I am 
taking the Chargers. I know a lot of Dolphins fans are not happy to hear that, but I'm just going with them for week one. Um, but I want to take a step, couple steps back, 17 games step, 17 games step back, and look at the regular Seattle. I just made that up right now. And take a season-long <laughs> preview projection of the Dolphins. Um, now, again, if you are a Miami Herald subscriber, um, you saw our rollout. But you should be. Should be subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. You saw the rollout of our special section last week. A bunch of great stories, um, previewing the Dolphin season. I wrote about two to his uh jujitsu training this offseason. We had some great features on uh Jalen Phillips. We had David Neal do all the capsules, which is perfect because he should know about every single team when we're about to give our season long predictions. Um, however, one of those special section stories was my game-by-game game predictions for the season. And if you read it and if you counted the dubs, counted the L's, um, you had saw or you read that I had the Dolphins finishing 11-6. and six. Um, So I I was very bullish on this team. And I feel like I don't know what happened between, like, the middle of free agency and now. Well, I think I do know what happened. I think, you know, the Jalen Ramsey injury and, you know, just watching the team, you know, 20 practices and three preseason games. I think this is going to be a very, very good team. And I think that, first, I'll kind of speak from the national perspective, uh, perception of the team. I think that uh, if you look at, you know, I read everything just to kind of see how people locally and nationally view the team. I think you see a wide range of projections and results for the Dolphins. And I think part of that is uh, baking in just the unknown of Tua's injury history and just kind of what, you know, just him being a person that has been injured over the first three years of his season of of his career, he's been injured dating back to his time in college. And I think that maybe subconsciously, maybe even consciously, a lot of people are just kind of assuming or kind of thinking that, you know, or baking that into their projections. I, for one, am not somebody that does that. I don't, I don't like factoring or projecting or factoring in injuries into my projections because First of all, I don't wish that on anybody. I don't want to say, oh, I think this guy's going to get hurt and whatnot. Uh, but second of all, you know, I just, I don't know, I just, that's too much thinking. Like, who knows? Anything can happen. I mean, like, it's just too much thinking. Some years you just get lucky with injuries. Some years you don't. Um, on paper, I think but that. some people, individuals, have a habit of not finish, not being available all the time. That is very true. But that's, I'm doing my predictions the way I'm doing my <laughs> predictions, and you do your predictions the way you do predictions. With that being said, I will stick. I will stick to what I said uh, several weeks and months ago when I said that I think that this is a roster that can go toe to toe and uh, compete with just about any team, and not only the AFC, not only the AFC East, but the conference. I mean, I mean the the entire NFL. I think. One to fifty-three, and I know the depth isn't great in some spots, but you know you start playing with your top eleven on offense, your top eleven on defense. I think the Dolphins can compete with any team in the NFL. Um, but with that being said, there are a lot of teams in the AFC who I think that at their best can also compete with just about any team in the NFL. Um, so I have them finishing eleven and six. I think the Bills and. I was going to say, I don't know how. I, I, def, I definitely flip-flop. I ain't going to lie. I definitely flip-flop. And a couple months ago, I said, I think the Dolphins going to win the division. And now I'm not picking them to win the division. That's just how. That's just what we landed on. I'm picking the Bills to finish first, 12-5. and five. Uh, The Dolphins to finish second, 11-6. and six. 
I think the Jets are going to finish third, about 11 and six, like two, 10 and seven. And I think that the Patriots are going to obviously finish fourth. I think they're going to be a below 500 team. I think that uh, the defense is great. I think having Bill O'Brien back as offense coordinator as like an offense coordinator who actually knows what he's doing is going to be very beneficial. But I just think that on offense, they just don't have the, the skill position players to match up with the rest of the division, the rest of the conference. And I think it's going to be really tough uh, when you have to play six games against the Bills, the Dolphins, the Jets, uh, some of the other better teams in the AFC, and you just don't have the offensive uh, you know, for the offensive, you know, skill position players to hold up. I think they're they they're a five hundred below five hundred team. Uh, but you know, kind of finishing off my thoughts with the Dolphins, I do think that they're gonna return to the playoffs. Um just my like general predict, I think that they're good enough to win a playoff game, but if they have to play on the road, I think that it's very, very obviously very, very dependent on who they play. Um, so right now I have them as eleven and six, like second wild card, third wild card. Um losing in the wild card round, but very, very capable of uh of winning a playoff game, maybe making our run. The Dolphins and really the AFC East and the AFC North kind of to me feel like uh they can put two or three teams in the playoffs. And that second or third team is better than the record suggests. I think that we're gonna have a wild card where we have some 10 and 7, maybe 11 and 6, maybe even 9 and 8 teams who don't win the division, but they get into the playoffs and they're just so battle-tested from fighting through their division and their conference, and they're able to win one or two road games on, uh, in the playoffs. I think the Dolphins kind of give me that type of vibe, and I think a lot of it's kind of dependent on what we see with Jalen Ramsey because I think that, you know, before his injury, he was a guy that was supposed to really, like, complete and kind of, like, uh, well, I would say complete this defense. You know, I think that it's a defense that we all think underachieved last year. Um, but with Vic Fangio coming with his system, I think that we just expected some natural turnaround, some natural improvement. And then you add a guy of Jalen Ramsey's caliber, and it's like, all right, this guy completes the defense. A lot of it is dependent on, like, how they're looking when he comes back and when slash if he does come back. Because they're talking about December. He's talking about a month before. I don't, I'm don't. i not really sure how likely that is. Um, but a lot of it is dependent on kind of how they're tracking the final month of the season. And if Ramsey is coming back, how quickly he, he can be like all pro, pro goal Jalen Ramsey. But 11-6, and six, wild card, second in the division, uh, very capable of winning a playoff game. Uh, this is a tough division. This is one, the, the first thing that that's out of my head is that this is a division, you, you know, six um, – Six games against six. Uh, there, there's no gimmies. I think they're going to be better than the Patriots. I was going to say even the Patriots. I, I don't think the Patriots are going to be that great. But I think that when they play the Dolphins, yeah, yeah, two, they're, they're going to be, that's going to be that's going to be right. A you can't right. You can't you can't just chalk that up as a okay. Yeah, the Dolphins are going to take that. No, they're going to the you know, and that's in some ways that how those two games go. It kind of indicates like where, to me, the Dolphins maybe are. I'm gonna know. We're gonna know for are sure. They, are they? A, are they a good? Are they a above average team? Above average slash good team, or are they a very good, you know, or better team? Because if you're very good or better, you win those two games. You know, if you're above average, good, you split those two games. I think, and because the. The teams that are – it's an underrated thing 
to win the games that you theoretically should and to do it very, very consistently. Um, it's hard to do. And I feel like the Dolphins that, kind of did that last year for the most part. They beat the teams that they were supposed to, like when they got to that October part of the schedule where you have the Steelers, you have the Lions, you have the Bears. They weren't always tough, but they, they won all the games that they were supposed to. I don't think that was their problem last year. I, but, I, you know, the you're going to need to do that really consistently to see this out. You know, the Bills are still the Bills. The Jets are a hell of a are, – should be better. Theoretically, should be better because they're getting something from the quarterback position. Yeah. Where they got nothing last year. Correct. They, they were worthless. Um, and, you know, you're you're facing Kansas City, the Chargers, Dallas. Uh, Final month of the season is a – The last four games are Jets Black Friday – Cowboys at home, going over to the Ravens, and then posting the Bills. And even before that, before the Jets Black Friday game, you got Tennessee Monday night, and Tennessee they always they always well coached and play well. well. Yeah, you got Jets Black Friday, and then Washington and Tennessee, then the Jets again. Oh my bad, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Jet, Jets Black and, Friday first, and then right, and I'm um, uh, sorry, and then um, Commanders and Titans. My bad. Right, and what and you know. Those are games, Washington and Tennessee. You, you, those are games that you gotta you gotta win, regardless of where you are. You, you gotta you gotta win those games to set you up for the last month of the season for sure. Right. And um I it is a very tough schedule. I will not discount that, but I think so highly of the Dolphins roster that I think that this should still be a it should definitely be a a, a team that has a winning record. And it should certainly be a team that's right in the thick of things in the last month, three, two weeks of the season. I'm not saying that they're going to run away with the division. I'm not saying they're going to run away with the conference. I'm not saying that they're going to be juggernauts. But I think that this is a very competitive team. Like they have a very competitive roster. And um, with a year or two of the offensive scheme, I just wrote a story about how uh, it seems like all the Shanahan protégés, year two is like the year that, they 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 break out. You know, you had the Falcons. Mike McDaniel was on the staff when Kyle Shanahan was offensive coordinator. 2015, they're pretty dang good. 2016, and I think that was Matt Ryan's MVP year or so. Uh, and then they go to the Super Bowl. Uh, you got a couple years later with uh, the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, the first year was kind of kind of iffy. You trade for Jimmy Garoppolo midway through the year. Uh, the second year, they were starting off pretty well. I think he was two and one or so, and then he got hurt. But the third year, 2019, is when he plays all 16 regular season games. They break out. They're one of the best teams in the NFC. They go to the Super Bowl. Uh, Matt LaFleur with the Green Bay Packers, another Shanahan protege. Year one was Ryan Rodgers. Pretty good, 15th in scoring. Second year, 2020, I believe, that's when we get MVP Aaron Rodgers, the number one scoring team. You know, uh, Sean McVay, the first year he turns around uh, Jared Goff, they're pretty dang good. That second year is when they blow up and they go to the Super Bowl. So you have this kind of trend with the offense where it's like, all right, you make some substantial improvements in year one, but year two is where it really clicks. Um, If the Dolphins are following that kind of trajectory on offense, 
they should have a real I mean, we saw how good they were last year, but if you're following that yeah. trajectory and that trend of year two with the Shanahan scheme, year two is when it should really pick off. And I think that we talked about this months ago. I think the defense could legitimately be just as good, just as dominant as the offense. Cause I really I think truthfully, I think the defense has more has more guys, like more guys that you really have to game plan for. On offense, it's Tyreek, Jalen Waddle, and everything they do kind of working with Tua. With the defense, you have guys at every single level of the defense that I think can be impact guys and kind of take over a game, so to speak, whether that's Christian Wilkins or Jalen Phillips, Bradley Chubb, Javon Hall in the back end, Xavier Howard, if he can kind of come back after of a so-so season. I think the defense can be just as good, if not better, than the offense in 2023. And and I I agree. Uh, however, A, we haven't completely we haven't seen that yet well that's why it's a prediction and a projection and b and b, <laughs> and b uh this is just a really really tough conference and hey you gotta we gotta we gotta stand on something and pick somebody somebody's not gonna so, make the playoffs somebody's yeah, going and, and so right every, every team in the AFC look at their schedule look at their schedule i see 11 and 6 um i see 11 and 6 10 and 7 but yeah i 11 and 6 and uh, now, how far do they go in the playoffs? I, I think that it's very dependent on well, that's that's so tough because once you get really once you get into the playoffs, it's it's like anything else. Like any other sport, it's like a corner flip. Weird stuff can happen, especially you, in single elimination. Who's your yeah? Who's your matchup? You know, who's your matchup? Yep. You know, some teams have other teams' numbers. Uh, some teams just don't match up well with other teams. Some teams match great with other teams. It all, and where you play will will, ma- will matter. Um, I think it's good. I mean, you know, could they find themselves in the Super Bowl? Yeah, why? Why not? Well, why not? Well, somebody's gonna have to knock off Kansas City, and that's always that's been a tough thing the last few years. Yeah. The, Chiefs, the Chiefs generally have to beat themselves in the AFC. The last I was gonna say when you when I was just thinking, what is it taking? To knock off the Chiefs when it's mattered most, it took it's taken a, a an a defensive a ter- offside penalty that had nothing to do with the interception. <laughs> a terrible second half, a very rare terrible second half against the Bengals two years well, back, preceded by a terrible like last series going into halftime where exactly. they could have put points on the board that they would have used could have used later. It took Mahomes in the Super Bowl not having his. Off his like none of his offensive line line and his and his like foot injury. (laughs) So it's like, yeah, I mean, hey, if there's any year that the AFC is ready, somebody is ready to is poised to take down Mahomes and the Chiefs, maybe it's this year because we look at the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL, you probably say like six, seven, maybe eight of them, eight of the top 10 are in the AFC. Um, But that does kind of seg into our segue into our NFL season long predictions. I'm hey, so they get knocked off, I'm going with the Chiefs. Uh, I think they're going to emerge from the AFC, uh, the AFC, the AFC West. On the other side, one with the 49ers, which is maybe a, I don't know, maybe kind of a, I won't say I'm going out on a limb there because they were in the uh, championship game last year, I believe. But Brock Purdy coming back, uh, they got to fix things with Nick Bosa. I think they will eventually. I mean, he's one of their one of the best defensive players in the NFL. I think they'll fix things, get him in the fold, um, and truthfully. I think they may, if not for Brock Purdy's injury, they they may have, you know, they might be in the Super Bowl. 
They might have knocked off Philadelphia, right? Yeah, so they got some they got some turnover, especially with D'Amico Ryan's going to the uh Houston to be the Texans head coach. Um but they're just uh they're just a well-oiled machine. Um, we know, I mean, I think that there's like a, I don't know the exact stat, but there is kind of a Super Bowl runner-up hangover where a lot of times the person, the team that loses in the Super Bowl doesn't even get back to the playoffs. I don't, I wouldn't go that far. I think that the Eagles do make the playoffs. I think that they're going to be in contention to win the division again. Uh, but I'm rolling with the uh, the 49ers, Barn Health. I mean, a lot of times that's what it's been for them. It's been, you know, just a lot of injuries and to the quarterback, to key guys not being able to play. That's really derailed them, not really like, the team just not being good. I mean, one of the best ro- t- uh, rosters in the NFL. Um, I think we're going to see kind of a rematch of Super Bowl uh, live. That's why I call it, you know, because LIV, yeah, right. uh, Miami. I think we're going to rematch, and I think that Mahomes does what Mahomes does. And, you know, we're just watching, like, this generation's pay, uh, Tom Brady. That's what it feels like. I. It's really hard to pick against the Chiefs when Mahomes was visibly injured in the second I mean, half. I watched it, I watched it in person. I thought he was done. And then he <laughs> for 25 yards to, you know, end the game. Yeah, I guess. Yards and he's limping part of the way. I'm it's like, y'all, y'all can't stop the man? Like, I, I, Philly, Philly can beef all they want about some of some of those calls. Then get a stop on a team with a quarterback, the quarterback giving around out there. I, they're, um, yeah, they, they're a team with, they, they, they have their strong core. They have a strong core belief. Uh, they have a belief in everything they do, and uh, and their quarterback makes that belief work. Um, it's it's a it's a strong thing when you feel like when you're in a game and you just you, you can look up at the scoreboard and you're ten points down in the fourth quarter and you're still thinking, yeah, yeah, okay, we we got we got we still got this we still got this you know, and you play that way and they do, and. They have the and they have the talent to make that matter. They have the coaching to make that matter. They got a they got a they got a little bit of early season turmoil though. They got uh, Travis Kelsey just hyperextended his knee. Uh, they said it's in doubt or it's in question whether he plays week one. Not a long term injury, but something to keep in mind. And then their all pro defensive tackle uh, Chris Jones has so, has been right. holding out. So they got to figure that out. Obviously, that's a those are two. Very, very key pieces. We all, you know, we, they were able right. to overcome losing Tyree Kill, but I don't know if they can, you know, overcome losing one or two of those guys for several weeks. Um, but I'm, I'm assuming that, you know, Kelsey will be healthy when things matter most. I'm assuming they're going to get Chris Jones back in the building because he can't hold out all season unless he just doesn't want to get paid, doesn't want to, uh, you know, have Which, a good season. Like, he's going he's gonna to be back at some point. <laughs> I think that when it matters most, we're going to see the Chiefs yeah. do what the Chiefs do. Which is um, so, yeah, I, it's hard to pick against Kansas City in the AFC. Um, the team I would take other than them is Cincinnati. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't no, I think I like. I think, I, think like I think Cincinnati is due for a little regression. I think yeah. that uh, I think that they've been. I think as as a former Ravens reporter, a guy, you know, that lived in Baltimore, watched the AFC North. I think that they've benefited from a lot of very good injury luck. Um, you know, especially with the Ravens, it kind of surprised me. Uh, the Ravens haven't won the division since 2019. The Steelers and then the Bengals have won the division since then. I think that the barring health, I think the Ravens are going to be a little bit better. I think, frankly, every team, every every non-Bengals team in the AFC North is going to be a little bit better. I think the Browns are a very sneaky team. Um, 
I think a lot of it is dependent on just how Deshaun Watson looks. If Deshaun Watson resembles anything to the quarterback that we saw pre-suspension, um, that is a very good Browns roster, like on both sides of the ball. They have one of the best offensive lines. They have a top five running back. They have a top wide receiver in Amari Cooper. They've got a top pass rusher. They've got a top cornerback in Denzel Ward. Like they have all the pieces, honestly. They're not a perfect roster, but they have all the pieces at the most important spots. Um, and I think that, you know, the, the Bengals have lost some guys in the secondary. They lost both their starting safeties. They lost Eli Apples with the Dolphins. Now, um, I think that we could see a little bit of regression. I don't know how Joe Burrow is going to look back, come, look like coming from that calf injury. I think he's good for week one, but I don't know. Like every year you see a surprise team or two, you know, win the division. Right. Emerge. Like we can't have chalk from last year. And I think that the Browns could be a team that kind of sneaks up on uh, people this year just because we just don't know. And it, it takes a lot of projecting with Watson. I, I, I like, uh, I also like, like Jacksonville out of the South, I think that's their division now, and they're going to exactly. have that division for a while. Hey, the Titans are scrappy though. The Titans are scrappy. <laughs> no, 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 stop, stop. Hey, they had the most injuries last year. We're playing like I, I know, guys. I know, I know. They, they said it was week eighteen, and they, was, they had record injuries. They had record played record numbers of players, and it it does not matter. They can be they can be one hundred percent healthy. They are still there, you know. They're still, you. It's no longer the their place. I agree with you in the Jags. They, they got, they got the, they got the big horse, and the and the horse is Indy. No, 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 no. It's, it's no, no, no. It's all the the real horse. The real horses are, you know, are the cats in uh, in Florida and Jacksonville. I got you. And that's their that's their division now. And um. I think one of the things is gonna it's gonna help them is I think they're gonna wrap that. It's also kind of helps Kansas City too. Is I'm not completely sold on the Broncos. Yeah, Russell had a Russell. Should I, be I think they'll be better, but they'll, they'll be better. But uh, be good and that. the the Raiders are you know once again in Raider you know disarray disarrayer disarrayer Ray, and so that. I think that helps Kansas. I think that helps Kansas City. I think that helps Jacksonville, where you're not like every single week, you know, beside you know, in division and with the other conference teams, you're just not every week going, oh gosh, you know. Um there's no complete gimmies in the NFL, but you know, it's I I'd rather have the Raiders as, you know. Or the Texans is the crap team in my division, and you know, then you know the Patriots being the fourth team. Yeah, you know, or or in in the in the North, if you think the Browns, you know, the Ravens are going to be there, the Bengals are going to be there. You think the Browns are going to sneak up? Hey, fine. Who's that lead? Oh, the Steelers. Yeah, yeah. who would never have a losing record? You know, yeah. so you know it's. It, FC's tough. Life's tough. life's tough in those in the north and the in the north and the east out of the AFC. So we still take Kansas City with a Cincinnati back back up over in the NFC. San Francisco is not a out on the limb pick at all. In fact, I think it's a popular, pretty popular pick. Um, for once, and I, my goodness, I can't believe I'm actually saying this. Um. If Dallas's offense gets it together, they got they got a little squad. They got a little squad, and I know and it's they, very and they, very easy to make fun of the Cowboys and make jokes. They got a little. They're squad. 
their defense is every, you know, every great era of the Cowboys, it's, it starts with the defense. Um, you know, whether it's the doomsday defense, doomsday two, when Jimmy was there and those guys were running, running it up in the early nineties, people don't realize they were the number one defense in the league. The first year they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. They had, you know, Emmett and Troy and Michael Irvin and, you know, Novacek and Moose and everybody and Alvin Harper on offense, but that defense was no, number one. They kept it from scoring. They turned the they turned you over, and you know they made life pretty easy for that offense, which didn't need much help. <laughs> so, you know, here we go again. They got a really really good defense, and they had a Brandon Cooks on offense. The the, uh, the Super Bowl hangover has been a thing for actually has a Super Bowl loser hangover has been a thing for a while now. And I think it's uh, it's because it built the game is such a big deal. It's such a buildup. It's such a thing. And then to lose it and to lose it close, which a lot of teams have lately, you know, it used to be one thing you get blown out and you just like, okay, well, we, you know, well, what much we can do about that. But you lose those games close and you lose them after you have leads. Boy, that just that sits on your mind. You think that didn't sit on Atlanta's mind the next year? Yeah. After they blew twenty eight three, Philly's got to be sitting there. Philly's got to be sitting there, still watching that tape. How many guys watched that? They tape were the over? best team. They were the best. How do we team lose that game? Season? Yeah, they were the best team in the regular season. Yeah. How do we lose? They're sitting there going, "How do we lose that game?" But they didn't. They did. They stop us. Did they? And how do we not stop them when we needed to? And so you know, as good as Philly looked, and Philly's going to be good again. They lost some guys, but they also restocked. You know, they lost, uh, yeah. I believe, both coordinators. So, I mean, there's going to be a little bit of an adjustment. I think teams are maybe going to be a little better prepared for the offense. I'm not saying it's like a gimmicky offense, but it kind of reminds me of 2019 where uh, what you're doing, it kind of – it just – you just do it so dang well. It's like 2019 with the, with the Ravens and Lamar Jackson where they right. ran a lot of that option stuff. And it's like sometimes you just – the first time you see it, you're just not very well prepared for it. Right, teams don't teams just don't adjust. Teams and you're a little and you're a little better prepared for it. I think that they have more talent, especially on offense, than you know the second iteration of that right. of that offense. But uh, in Baltimore, but I think that um, teams will be a little better prepared, and and it is tough. I mean, you have to be very talented to to be as good as they were in the regular season. But again, it's like every NFL season, you also have to have a, a level of luck. I think they have luck, pretty good right. injury luck. Uh, pretty good injury health. Um, it, it think, is tough. I think they're going to be a, still a very, very good team. But I, I think they were unusually they were unusually consistent last year. Um, like you know, week in, week out, they did. You know, they did, did seem to get you know every break they you know you could you could during the regular season. But uh, boy, I, I like I, I agree with you on San Francisco and the NFC, and but. I think they're probably the best roster up and down. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Dallas, and I'm gonna say that da- we get a Kansas City Dallas Super Bowl. Um, I don't see much coming out of the North. Uh, I think the Lions are gonna take that division because everybody else is kind of. I I feel like everybody else is kind of, you know, they, it, this everybody else has major weaknesses that pull them down, and the Lions seem to be just kind of st- steadily uh, moving up. And um, you know the NFC South is yeah, okay. Who who wins it this year? Who who loses it this year? Who what? Yeah, what? that'll be that'll be like the fourth, that'll be the fourth seed, and they'll be yeah, to whoever yeah, the fifth seed yeah. is. The fifth seed would probably yeah. be like no, the no. NFC East. 
second. That that'll be the home. That'll be the home team that loses by twenty. You know, yeah. Wild card weekend. Um. So, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'll go with Casey Dallas. Uh, in the Super Bowl. Uh, for former Dallas against uh, still Dallas, and um, hey. AFL AFL roots die hard, and um, I will go. I'll go with. Let's still go with Casey. <laughs> it's, it's, Casey. Tough. it's Casey. It's, it's tough. tough. It's tough. It's the Raiders on that. The Raiders on that would be crazy. On Casey Dallas, you obviously you got Mahomes, and then you got Dallas being Dallas. Yeah, that'd be a Raiders bonanza. Um, I, I think that for Dallas, I think it'd be very good. But it, it doesn't matter. Little, it's the Super Bowl. Ratings yeah, banana. but that'd be different. But that'd be different. That'd be different. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Casey versus Dallas would be different. Everybody, everybody watches Super Bowl anyway. <laughs> yeah, but now if people are watching that compared to like, I don't know, Vikings and Jaguars. Well, like, I, 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 I've, people I, watching I, that. I've, I've heard those. Oh, nobody's watching this game this year. And, and then you like you afterwards they go, Oh, it was you know more people watched it. The rating, the actual ratings, because of the way ratings work, they will never break the record of uh the 49ers and Bengals back in January of 82 because TV's just too stratified now and you have streaming services and all that shit. But the but the number of people always increases. It's just like always up, you know, Steelers and Cardinals, you know, blew that, you know, were was the most watched one for a couple of years and few years and you know, they were more watched than Patriots Giants the year before. You know, so Fair yeah, it's a Super Bowl. Who cares? Yeah, NFL doesn't care who's there. Oh, I was gonna say the NFL don't care. They're gonna make money. <laughs> They're making money. People are gonna watch. Nobody's canceling a Super Bowl party because, like, you know, you know, I remember St. Louis and Tennessee that year. Oh, you know, who, that's not traditional thing. Yeah, nobody canceled a party. No bar saying, okay, no, 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 we're not, we're not doing showing the Super Bowl. We're not, you know, don't, don't come. No, come on, please. I hear you. you're not you're not wrong there. I heard you. All right, so we're both we're pretty lockstep in most of our predictions. We got Chiefs uh, taking it all. We've got the Dolphins double digit wins making the playoffs. Uh, where we do differ, however, is Week One. Again, I'm going with the Chargers. You're going with the Dolphins. Uh, so we'll be definitely be able to recap that next week and see who was right, who was wrong, unless it's a tie. Uh, probably not, but you never know. Um, and then obviously, in a couple months from now, we'll get to kind of look back and see who these Super Bowl predictions panned out or didn't. Well, that brings us to the end of another edition of the Dolphins in Debt Podcast. I want to thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. Uh, reminder, as always, uh, subscribe to the Miami Herald YouTube page. Like, share, comment, subscribe to the Miami Herald. It is game week. We have, already have tons of content out on the Miami Herald website, so definitely check that out. We're going to have stuff to read. We're going to have a ton of content uh, in the days to come, uh, previewing the game from all different angles, offense, defense, maybe even special teams, coaching uh, factor in there. Uh, so definitely uh, stay locked to the Miami Herald website. We'll be back next week to recap the first weekend of NFL football being back. Uh, enjoy the game. Until then, you guys take care. See you. Peace. <laughs>